every uh, Irish fan and every every rugby fan in Ireland are, are delighted to see uh, is delighted to see Bundyaki back because of you know what he brings to the team. I suppose you know his physicality, but also his pace and and other great attributes that he has, and uh, they're key to when Ireland are winning. To yeah, for you know, I, I know him. I know Andy Farrell um, uh, has a liking to have him in the team and I'd say Johnny Sexton does too because Johnny can offload the ball to him because Bundy will take on the physical stuff He's not, he doesn't shy away from it just before you finish there um, I forgot to mention when we talked about youth rugby and Craig's there is a, another American side coming to Craig's on Wednesday San Diego um, are coming for a fixture at, at, 18, at, at under 18s um, at 6.30 in, in, in Craig's on, on Wednesday evening so um, it's great to have the, these American sides coming uh, they enjoy their, their, their time in Ireland and it's great to be able to facilitate, facilitate them uh, and we, we, uh, the reason that they come to Craig's they know that we have the lights, we have the facilities uh, with the pitches and so on that the game will be, that the game will be played and that's how we're happening to get so many of these tour insides coming uh, uh, to the club but uh, it's an opportunity again to, uh, for for them and for us to see rugby at a different level no problem well listen that's great thanks very much for taking the time out to do uh, to do rugby view with us this week and we look forward to doing it all again next week thanks again Aidan no problem thanks very much and that was Adrian Leddy from Craig's Rugby Club doing all th- going through all things rugby Hello, uh, hello, and you're very welcome back to uh, Friday Sport with myself, Aidan Raftery, and uh, we'll be with you until seven. So we hope you we hope you enjoy what we have for you uh, so far. And next up, now we have a very special interview with um, a friend of friend of mine uh, that did uh, the Dublin City Marathon. Uh, this is part two of the interview with Tom with Tom Ward, and uh, you, you you would have heard the first part last week, and uh, this week now it's going to be part two, and uh, just to let you know that um, for for his second inf- for his second uh, for his second Dublin City Marathon, he actually raised two thousand five over two thousand five hundred for two charities, as uh, as um, so that that that's a huge. Um, that's a that's a huge um, achievement for him. So we'd like to we'd like to say well done. So coming up next after this, we have part two of that interview. Best drive by Continental, Lanesborough Street, Roscommon Town is open for your business. We are here for you six days a week, Monday to Friday, eight thirty to six pm, and Saturday nine to five pm. Why not drop into Best Drive, Roscommon, and ask for David, our local branch manager, who will assist you with all your queries. Best Drive offer full car servicing, free pre-NCT checks, tyres, brakes and full range of car maintenance options. Book your service online at bestdrive.ie forward slash Roscommon. And while you're online, why not check out our special offers. Best Drive by Continental. You drive, you care. I did, I did, I did. I had the last two trainings. I was running at the same pace all the time. Yeah. I was at control pace. And, 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 and I wasn't being tested. Mm. So by, by doing, it was one day a week you had to do temper runs. And it was basically, you'd have to run faster, say, than uh, your, your own comfortable run, mm. that, between your comfortable run and, say, being out of breath. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? That that you weren't able to have if you were running beside you be someone able to talk. If, if you were if you were running beside someone that 
you you would be able to talk, but in the temper run, you'd be under pressure. Yeah, to know you were and still you weren't you weren't sprinting, you know, but you were still under pressure and. You start say one week and you you might do you might start off doing a ten minutes easy run and then you might run up up your running for, say about for ten ten or fifteen minutes mm. and then you stop again for ten ten minutes and maybe do another ten or fifteen minutes at at a higher pace yeah but eventually in the weeks went by I got up to an hour yeah doing doing a higher doing a higher pace you know and it it just left me. With the extra stamina and, and endurance and energy, when I came down doing my marathon pace, which was my comfortable pace, yeah, because that that was more or less goal pace, the the tempo, the tempo run, you know, yeah. So I had I had extra energy built up. So when I did the marathon, like I had extra energy by by doing the tempo runs, you know, that that I had I'd, I'd have always something in the tank waiting when I was coming to the, say mile twenty, mile mile twenty six. At the marathon, then you know, and I suppose in, in, in the weeks leading up to it, uh, I was obviously it came to myself uh, a couple of weeks in advance yeah, yeah. of it, but yeah. uh, I suppose at that stage, you know, when you know you knew that it was approaching and things yeah, like that, yeah. did you feel more a lot more I was, uh, ready I, then I, I, than I, I, you did I, the previous years? I felt I, I just felt more confident because yeah. the time the times I was doing, say, for the 16 miles and in the long runs and and and, and the 20 miles. I were I was doing them say quicker than I was the, the last couple of times. Yeah, and I I just felt more confident. I was more fitter and 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 the last the last this time now I I I was about stone lighter than I was the last time. Yeah. So that that helped too. At least you weren't carrying a stone and weight extra too, you know. And the advanced the advanced program the advanced, as well. Yeah, yeah, it, it knocked it out of me too, you know. Yeah, and of course. Uh, you know, obviously, you came to myself with the with, with the tight muscles and yeah, things like yeah, that, and I, a bit of a knee injury as well. Yeah, yeah. And then you came to me on the Friday, yeah, and just, we we worked just, on that just just to make sure that was I was running, I was hitting the ground, as to say, when I shot a running, that I wouldn't have these these tight muscles sort of egging at me all the yeah. time. I I knew they were there, and I didn't want them there yeah. when I was shot. They can affect it. They can. They can. They can. They can. And and you know, if if you didn't do anything with them. They might only get worse, you know. Yeah. It was only just really tight muscles in my calves and my hamstrings and my quads, and you know, just to get them loosened and and, and ready for ready and for. And then uh, th- this year, I suppose as well, you know, you went up on the Saturday. Obviously, you were saying you have to. Yeah, yeah. I, I went. I went. I went up on the Saturday. Saturday morning, I went up to the, the RDS on the train, and you have to go into the RDS to get your numbers for the next day, and and then and then I went back to the hotel and I just more or less relaxed I didn't want to be walking up and down the town of Dublin you know and just yeah. I just went to the hotel and relaxed and of course kept hydrating and 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 yeah. kept filling myself with with carbohydrates you know just to just to get me right for the for the, for the marathon and I I went I, I went to bed early because I was in bed at eight o'clock that night because you had, I needed the rest because I had to be up at five o'clock in the morning to have the breakfast before the marathon. Yeah. So I got up at five o'clock in the morning. And I had had my porridge and me me bagels and me jam and me whatever whatever bananas and hydrated again with water loads of water and a, a, a drop of Lucozay Sport as well for 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 sugar as well like and. So when I had all that done, I got ready and 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 we had to, I had to walk down. I had, we left the hotel then around seven o'clock and walked down to the more or less to the starting place where you had to sort of get ready for the marathon because 
all all the roads was closed, so you had to walk down. It took me about half an hour more to walk down, which was no harm. It sort of loosened me out as well, like yeah. you know. So I landed down there around eight o'clock, and we 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 got ready, and we had to wait a while then because the first waves had to go, and the second waves had to go, and we were. I was in the third wave. I would say from the four hours down to say to the four and a half hours, and mm. four and three quarters hours. So. Like I, I was a good while hanging around, you know, you know, and waiting for the first waves, the the elite runners to go first, and and there was about fifty minutes between each 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 wave, and you know, you'd be that have have you in a wave, and each wave would go, then you'd be moving up, moving up the street all the time, and you'd be getting nervous at the same time as yeah. well, you know, this coming time is coming near again, like, but but um, eventually, eventually, I got I got to the the the, the start and. The four hour pacers were up at the front row and I says, I'm going to stay with you all day now if it if if it kills me if, yeah. if, if it kills me. Yeah. To know, to know. But and I suppose a key a key part of that is you know, the warm up beforehand. Yeah, yeah. And the warm down because you know to yeah, get the circulation yeah. going yeah. as well. Tell us about I, that. I, I, I was doing warm ups on, on on the way down and, and waiting and doing stretches and you know, you had you had to be stretching the opening the glutes and the hips and the whole lot. Like you didn't want to just go shut running cold like Yeah. So that's where the injuries Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I was sort of doing bits of jogging up and down small jogs and do a few stretches, do different sort of stretches and, and I, I, I felt I was ready to go like, you know, and, and, and kept drinking water, you know. And do you feel like for, for this one uh, that you were more ready than the previous two that there was just... I was, I was, I was, yeah, and I, I was more confident and, but you don't know, Aidan, like, you might, you might you might trip over a bottle on the way well, and, and you true, might yeah. you might the weather and the, the weather and you might trip over something and something might just go wrong and you might you, you might just run out of steam and you just don't know like because 26 miles a long way and a lot of things can happen you know that's it and uh, you know it's sad so on, on the day like you were saying you were warming up and then yeah, yeah. it was a case of you know once you got started then you were grand you were in your yeah, own zone yeah. and and so so I, I, I started and I, I, there was three or four, four hour pacers and I says, I'm going to stick behind you, you know, and if, if I can at all. And, and again, like when they started, I thought they were going slow, mm. but, but I learned from the last time, if they're going slow, stay slow. Yeah. Yeah. So by the time, by the time, by the time I got to say, say 10 kilometers, I was still behind them and feeling comfortable. I was running one side of them and, and I said, like, if, if, if they were finishing, say, in four hours, I might be able to, if I got near the finish, that I might be able to push on a bit and maybe get under the four hours, you know. Yeah. So maybe, maybe after the after the first ten kilometers, I I sort of um, I said I I I pull ahead a bit, but not too much that I can see them ahead of me. Yeah. Behind me, when I look behind me, I see maybe go a hundred or two hundred yards ahead. Yeah. But any time I go around the corner, just make sure that you see them coming. Yeah, not to go any further ahead, you know. Yeah. So by the time by the time I got to thirteen point one miles, I I was at one hour and fifty eight minutes. Gee, that was good going. So yeah. it is, but you should have another half to do, like. Well, that's true. And and you'd only you'd only two hours and two minutes to do, like. Yeah. And you had the hairish pair to go, like, and I said, "Yes, I don't know." <laughs> I, I said, "I'm under pressure here, like." Yeah. But I, I still didn't panic. Yeah, because I, I said, I said, I said, if I stick with the pacers, keep ahead of them and keep near them, I shouldn't be too far off. Yeah. 
So and that it proved, that it proved that way, and yeah. you know, you, you had the experience from the other two. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. To do it, to do it, uh, yeah. Because you you were telling me in advance on, on the Friday when you were here yeah, yeah. that you had a certain tar- you had a certain tar- term targeted, yeah, targeted, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you actually bet that because you yeah, texted me on yeah, the Tuesday yeah. and you said I did it in three hours fifty eight minutes, which yeah, was a great time, yeah, yeah. But um, after, after that, then I just kept going the way I was. I didn't. I didn't go any faster. I just kept the distance I was. And uh, sort of a, a, a pioneer moment, moment was around mile sixteen. Mm. Uh, I was running around the bin, and all I could see was a sea of orange. Yeah. To to join your boys, the the the, oh, right, the, the yeah. supporters were there, and they were supporting everyone that was passing, and. They were clapping everyone, and that, when I, that helps a lot. When, when 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 I when I when I ran down the car and I seen them, I, I just clapped clapped at them when they were yeah, running, and yeah. and I, I don't know, I just I just looked up into the, up up to heaven. I says I says Archie, you, you'd love to be here, like and 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 and. But it was nice that you were thinking of them. As yeah, well, and like I, I says Archie, you're I'm doing this for you as well, and. And just help me out here, and just get get me over the line. Do know, do know, and 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 it just drove me on, and things like that just sort of just drives you on, you know. Yeah. Do know, and, and and well done to Isaac. Yeah. Isaac, I think Isaac that did it. That's right. They yeah, did it, yeah, they, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, so. things like that inspired you, you know, because mm. I knew well Archie loved to be in there, you know. Yeah. Unfortunately, he died there early on. Yeah. But so. um, I kept driving on then, and I says, I says. Jeez, uh, I wonder how will I feel now when I get to mile twenty. Yeah. So I I kept hydrating. Jeez, uh, I I must drink about five bottles of water. On, uh, I says mm. between between the whole marathon and between that and I I I used to use energy gels as well. They are very important mm. to keep to keep the sugar levels and keep the energy levels going up. You know. Yeah. I I I used to take nearly one, maybe one every three quarters of an hour. Yeah. Because that that was more or less the the guided the guided the guided way of taking them in the marathon and 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 i must nearly ate a, a box of jaffa cakes on the way as well to know to know you know i wasn't i wasn't hungry on the way at all <laughs> but but it was all geared towards getting over the the last and six miles things, yeah that okay. i wasn't going hitting the wall so so i said if i got to mile 20 and and if i around mile 22 then they call it heartbreak hill yeah so i said if if i get over heartbreak hill I'm on the pig's back. Yeah. Because the last two times when I went up Heartbreak Hill, I I, I was gone, you know. I, 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 you know, it's, it's sort of a hill that's sort of straight up and yeah. if you're anyways tired at all for tea, it just kills legs, you. It yeah. just drains you out, drains yeah. you out. And But one, once I got, I, I, I didn't I didn't feel it at all, really. There was no pressure on me at all and up Heartbreak Hill. I says, I'm not so bad now. I, I, I'm, I'm in good shape now. I, I, I head for home, you know. Yeah. So all all was all was looking behind me to make sure that they weren't too far away, that I wasn't going too far ahead. You yeah, know? you know. But um, so you were maintaining that pace. Ahead I was, but there at one stage, then maybe 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 three or four miles away from the finish, four or five. I sort of forget now. One of the pacers caught up with me. Yeah, I said, Jesus, I'm in trouble. Yeah, but I don't know. But I dug deep again. Yeah, and I got head I head home again. Yeah. I got I, there, there was there was the 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 legs to get there there was those things in the tank to to get get the legs going again and I got ahead of him again fair play yeah so so once once uh, once I once I got ahead I I shed ahead and Jesus the last the last two or three miles I I, I thought it, it took forever you know yeah. even the last mile I thought it never finish 
Yeah. Do you know, I mean, like, I was, I, I was sort of, I was sort of, uh, <laughs> I was in sort of, on my last legs in, you know. Yeah. But, but, uh, when, when, when the last, the last kilometre or whatever, do you know, when you start running up near the finish, you, you they have this sort of a blue platform, say about a hundred yards from the finish. And one, once you get running on the blue platform, you know, it, it, it's a great feeling, you know, because yeah. you know, you, you can see the, you can see the finish and you can see the, the times, time. the times and, all I could see was three, um, from the distance, three hours and 57 minutes with about 100 yards to go or whatever. And I says, I am here, I'm here. That's brilliant. Yeah, so. yeah. And I suppose post, uh, you know, the relief and the, the sense of achievement and, yeah. of course, that whole medal around your neck. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, it was, it was, it was, it's very hard to get a, a feeling like that again, like that, mm. you're, that you're running in, you're finished the marathon and you're actually achieving the goal that just you, you wanted to achieve in the first place and yeah you know and, and and i just crossed over the line and i just i was exhausted to be honest That's it. yeah yeah and i suppose like post-match or post-match yeah post uh post-race then when you when you came over the finish line did you do anything kind of as a like to to come back down or to kind of uh, well know, well uh, to know when you had to walk back to the hotel that's a long walk. That, that yeah, was yeah. that was that was enough, really. But Jesus, like when you, you when you when you cross the line and you, you get the you get the the middle, and you have to you have to go back then you have to go back to the your, your luggage area where you, mm. where you, where you got ready for the marathon. And Jesus, I just I got the luggage and I just sat down. And Jesus, I, I must be sitting down for ten minutes. I don't know. Yeah. I was I was like exhausted. And I and and like those fellas, those fellas sitting beside me and. Like I'd be asked them, how did you get on? And oh, there was there was one fella now. He he had his first marathon done, and he said he had four hours. He did it in four hours and fifteen. I said, fair play to you, mm. but he says I went out in the first ten kilometres mm. in forty-three minutes. Yeah, I, I I just said to myself, you went out, you went out too quick. Yeah, and you burnt yourself out. Yeah, too early. Well, you, like, you were able to say that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like like. Far, like can can compare to me now with the first ten kilometers, I went out in fifty six minutes. Yeah, he was actually thirty minutes ahead of me yeah. in the first ten kilometers, but I ended up seventeen minutes ahead of him in the finish. Well, that's it, and that's that, pro- that proves proves that you have to pace with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wouldn't have known, but I, I suppose you know, for anyone now that's we say thinking of next year yeah, doing yeah, it for the first yeah, time, yeah. what what advice would you give those people for next year? I suppose. Well, you'd want, first of all, start preparing now. I suppose. Well, you'd want, be, as I said before, you want to know your level, like just yeah. to, and and if you if you want to say if, whether you want to finish in three hours or or four hours or, or you're just doing your first marathon have some sort of guideline that you want to finish and and work work towards that and and if you can find a pacer that's that's on, on that sort of timeline stick with them yeah because they 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 are they have they're seasoned runners like mm. you know and like even even like that that help you on their own like like even even you'd be running down hills that say like relax drop the shoulders and yeah not to, not to be not to be running down fast like running faster down hills they reckon you use up more energy running down hills than, than you do yeah. up hills because because you're you're turning your legs faster even though it, it feels easier you're still using more energy yeah and that helped you like that and I, I found it a great help like because you're going downhill and you weren't bursting yourself and you're relaxing and you're dropping the shoulders and you're relaxing and you were saving yourself all the time you know yeah things like that you, you'd learn you, you'd learn along the way you know 
That's it. And yeah, uh, yeah. so I, I suppose uh, you know this is your third marathon now. Um, yeah, I suppose you know it's a long time until this time next year. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, uh, have you got anything, any ex- any different goals this year or for next year? Well, one? I haven't really yet. Now I, I, I'm sort of happy enough with that goal for now. But Absolutely, but I, I yeah. just I just take a rest for now and and and, and just do short runs for now and just sort of have a rest and just take it easy for now not to that's not, it and yeah and, and, and enjoy enjoy the enjoy the moment after doing the marathon you know that's it and I suppose take a few weeks off or a few exactly. months off and then yeah, go back yeah, into it yeah. because I suppose it's not easy continuous in the in the, the winter weather and, and yeah, things like that yeah. that would be more for more yeah, competitive yeah, people yeah like when you're when, when, you're, <laughs> when you're in a training plan you're in a bubble say for five to six months like and mm. you're, you're, you're you're training five days a week like and between work like I'm a postman in Roscommon Town and I do a bit of farming as well and I do a bit of underage training for me, me, me juvenile club as well so trying to fit everything in was very hard this time you know and, and, and doing the advanced Advanced training plan as well, but you need you need you need a backroom team as well, like behind yeah. you, and then the backroom team was my family, like you know, like yeah. you you need them behind you, to, to know, like sometimes they'd want to go somewhere, and you you'd have to you'd have to be doing your 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 long runs in the morning, and you to know, like and and any time they needed helping out at home, like that help out so that you could do your running and between working the whole lot was very yeah, hard so to fit it in. Is like really, 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 it's your back team, backroom team that's, that's, that's gets you over the line too, you know. That's it. And I suppose, um, so I, I'm presuming from, from this you'd like to dedicate your, your run to uh, Archie and of course... I would, um, I would, I would and you know, like and... and, and, and uh, you know, like, and Isaac. Isaac and the whole lot and, and really really like I, I owe a lot to John Tobin too, like for, yeah. for, for just getting the inspiration to do for to do what I did like and you know like you don't have to be running to achieve your goals, like if you work hard if you work hard enough to achieve your goals you achieve them. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And of course, yeah, as you just said there Probably t- your family were were, were a huge, um, yeah, a huge yeah, support yeah. there yeah, as well. Very, which very, is very, very understanding. You know, you need, uh, you need, you need people like that. You know. But I, I suppose as well as that, <laughs> they uh, that's they wouldn't, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be awful in favour of now. But uh, <laughs> I, I said to be worse than to be worse than the end. No problem. Well, listen, thanks very much for yeah, taking the time yeah, out to thanks. do that, Tom. And uh, best of luck in your preparations for next year. And enjoy the uh, enjoy your break with your family. I'm yeah. sure they'll be delighted to. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And the the middle the middle the middle is at home now and over the mental piece. And it's 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 a proud position to have. And every now and again, I do pass by to give it a kiss and to know, to know like and. And you've earned the Christmas turkey now. Yeah, the, yeah, the Christmas I can, dinner. I can, I can afford to. I can afford to eat the Christmas dinner now. They, they let me. I can afford to. That's, yeah, yeah. That's great. Listen, thanks very much for taking the time out to do the interview, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Ian. That's pleasure. No problem. Thanks yeah. very much. And that was Tom Ward, who took part in this year's Dublin City Marathon. We have former Andrew. Hello, Andrew. How are you? Are you well? I'm good, Ian. Yourself? Not too bad. No, not too bad. And of course, we'll. Uh, We'll uh, start off the uh, the podcast with the eagerly awaited uh, team of the year. Tom Tom or uh, Noel Walsh uh, texted in last week and uh, wanted to know your team of the year. Was it was it a, an easy task assembling fifteen players into the team of the year? Uh, uh, it was difficult enough, but easy at the same time. So 
you have obviously you have all the inter-county limit hurdles playing club championship and one wouldn't expect the majority of them to be on the, te- on the team but the way I looked at it I went solely from the quarter-final stages because I see this get to the quarter-final stages of the county invariably you're going to be showing promise so I literally went from the quarter-final stages teams from that up to the final and obviously enough it's going to be predominantly the piercing glass and traumatic glass on it but it's uh, equal enough distribution I feel and probably fair affection that's it, and yeah. Look, you know, when you're when you're doing things like that, you're you're normally you're normally fairly you're you're normally fair in 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 the things that you do anyway. So, um, you know, picking a picking a fair base and uh, fairly fairly is is um, you know, it's a good thing. So, uh, I suppose starting off with the, the goalkeeping position, who did you go for in goal? Yeah, so you like you, the kind of goalie Barry Hennessy, so goalie for Limerick, he was good throughout the year as was in the Pearson goalie but personally I went for was a Kildare Palace Kennedy man John Chalk so they won a few matches and it was predominantly down to him and normally keepers make great saves he, he did that in some vital matches but he also contributed long range points and in one particular match they were down by two points in the last book of the end but a 20 yard free he scored a goal and he showed great character great leadership and for that reason my, my goalie for the year for championship and uh, moving on to the cornerback position so again it goes uh, the cornerback position, yeah. So, number two goes to a lad from Doom, Tommy Hayes. He's a fantastic year. A few matches I've seen him. They were in the same group as Kamalak, so the next Kamalak twice in the year. And both days, he was absolutely superb. And the last time in the other group matches, he was absolutely superb. Dynamic, could hurl. And that's all I always say about a cornerback. But he's always been physically strong and stronger than you. But a cornerback that can hurl the corner forward, it causes that more trouble to for a corner forward. So, he gets my vote, him and Tommy Hayes are doing. And I suppose, really, between the goalkeeper and with the corner back, those two people so far, um, you know, they're, they are kind of the, the goalkeeper and the full back line in general. Um, I suppose they have to adapt between playing the, the long ball and the short ball, like we said with the goalkeeper for the, the long and short puck outs. But I suppose it's the same kind of with the corner back. Sometimes, depending on how the, the game is going and the quality of the opposition, sometimes uh, I suppose a long clearance might be required or otherwise. You know, if there's play, if the quality of play, players are good, we say maybe a short ball would be uh, would be best place. What, what are your thoughts on kind of the you know the distribution and the long ball or yeah. the short ball? So it all depends on your team. So particularly with say Tommy Hayes for doing, he's a strong team around him of, of hurlers. They're quite good. They, they're the favourites to the county every year. So he gets away with being able to play that short ball a lot more more frequently because he can trust the people that they have the hurling ability. Kildaimo are a kind of an up-and-coming team. They haven't really got to that level just yet, but they'd be predominantly they have a strong half-hour line, so particularly when you're Kyle Hayes on the half-hour line. So that was probably their route one. So they'd be, they wouldn't be playing a short ball like Doon would they, but they'd be playing a long ball and probably more successful than compared to Doon. And I suppose one of the the next uh, position, which is, I suppose, a, a key position and a pivotal position on, on any team is the full-back. Full yeah, so this is the first fellow from the Pearshire for the team of the year they have six in total so this is the first one obviously off is the inter-county fullback my case he was superb all year in all the matches and he's just reliable like he's so reliable in the county he's extra reliable at club because he just knows when and how to shut down players and any danger man comes in to, into the full forward line he'll literally shut them down and he did that throughout the year and of course, there's that. There is that relationship, as I, as I always say. Um, there, there's always that great understanding between the goalkeeper and the fullback, isn't there? Like for uh, in order for the team as a whole to to take that, that, that's a very that's a very key relationship in the start in in any fifteen. Of course, yeah. So the 
goalkeeper is probably depending on the fullback more than any other player because he's literally outside in front of him. And if anyone gets through the fullback, they're one on one for a goal. So you have to have an unbelievable amount of confidence in the fellow outside you. And you couldn't have more confidence than anyone when you see my Casey outside you because he's just fantastic at his job. I move it on to the other corner, uh, the other cornerback. Yeah, so this is the first fella from Camargo that I would have picked. Um, Aaron Costello, he's a panellist with Limerick for the last few years. He was superb all, all through the championship. He was excellent. He might have been particularly happy with his final performance, but not many people on Connacht Bar. But throughout the year, he was, he was in fairness in everything he did, and it was just come to find a little away from Connacht. So I wouldn't be judging him on that. He was one of the most consistent lads throughout the year. Very good, and that brings us on to the half four, uh, the half back line, and uh, left half back. So left half back, a fella that I wouldn't have heard much of before this year, but every game I saw him from the piercing Mikey Foley, he was he was excellent, and he's not your orthodox stylish half back. He looks a bit cumbersome, but he's extremely effective. And the few matches I've seen him, he was half back and he was pop. He got two points against Old Liberties from half back, and he did the same county final against Kamalak. And like when you have your half back popping up getting scores that's that's as good as defending because you have you have literally the forward marking you when it should be the other way around he was he was impressive from what I've seen so Mikey Forty is my man for half back so he, he kind of and of course the key thing in the half back line as well is you know knowing when to go back and when to when to stay back and when to go forward and um, you know when you do go forward then you know if there's a break you know if the other team get, they get the ball back it's about getting back on time as well and that's kind of key but not, not just getting back but getting back on time because sometimes you know if you get caught on the break um, you know it, it could prove costly so he, he'd be uh, he'd be very good at getting back on, t- on uh, time to prevent a score like that's exactly it that's exactly it he's just and, uh, yeah. He, he, yeah. Defends, he defends by attacking that's it, and I suppose the centre half back then is uh, another kind of <clears throat> because they're 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 kind of attacking and defending. But I suppose you could say the centre half back is more of a, a support for the midfield, isn't it? That's, that's exactly it. And the lad I have centre back, he he didn't really hold centre back for the period this year, but he's definitely getting in the team. Willow Donahue, but I thought the midfield this year in the Limit Championship was quite good. Willow Donahue was superb both county and with club. So I'm playing him centre back because invariably he sat back a lot of time covering. Playing the solution centre back with their centre back Ron Lynch dropping back as a spare and plus one. So I can give it to Willow Donahue because I just I just love him. I just love his attitude where he goes out hurling. And again, he was instrumental, the captain of the British team. And I wouldn't be surprised if they go on further later on in the championship. So he's getting and of course, back. yeah, and of course that brings us on to uh, the the right half back. Uh, who did you pick for that? I, I actually picked his intercounty partner midfield at half back, Darrell Donovan. Darrell Donovan would have played centre back for the Pierce, or for Dune for a few of the matches. But again, he was superb. Especially in that defeat to Carlton semi final, he was absolutely superb. When your team is down and they're in trouble and you need someone to do it, he was immense. Every ball, he was the go to guy and he invariably did the right thing all the time. He was just very unlucky at the very end to get the, the equalising point. He just pushed us slightly to the left. But other than that, he was absolutely superb. So he gets my vote there. And of course, the midfield pairing then. So, midfield pairing, I have number eight, Robbie Hanley, Kamalok. So, again, in the county panelist, he was the most reliable player for Carlton all year. So, didn't contribute that much on the scoring front, but he was immense in his general play. He did literally like Willie Dunn, who does with Limerick. He just spoiled and he set up attack after attack. So he gets my board. He was one of the few people from Kamalak for the, from the county final can be happy with their performance. And of course, you know, you know it's uh, like I said there, it's, it's also a key position because um, most, of the, most of the puck outs go to midfield unless, uh, unless the team has the tactic of playing 
short puck outs, but uh, so I suppose that, you know he'd be a keen ball winner from puck outs, wouldn't he? He would, of course. So, like he's very strong. He's physically <laughs> big. He's relatively mm-hmm. he's not overly tall, but he's about five five eleven. But he's very good in the air. So again, that's a trait that's coming to the games the last number of years. Actually, physically very good in the air, and Robbie's uh, typifies that. And the fact that he can't get a look in to get on the senior starting team, but sure, his championship will do him no harm. He'll have a great chance next year. That's it. And the other midfielder? One second, no, I just look at my list. No problem. So, the other midfielder I had was, so I put Barry Nash out there. He played centre forward for South Liberty's during championship, but he was out midfield and he was out midfield, literally getting the ball taken into the centre forward and on. He was their standout player for the year and he's deserving of his place on the team. And I suppose with, 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 with him as well, I suppose the key and the good thing about him is he's adaptable to any position and he can do a job anywhere on the pitch. But, uh, you know, I suppose midfield is is the, his best position this season. Exactly, exactly. And like, as I said, if you're picking out a stand-up player for Saudi Bridge for the year, even for Limerick, like Brian Nash, he was very lucky not to get hurt of the year. So That's it, yeah. the county, but again, he carried it on to club scene. He was immense. That's it, and he's very very worthy of his place on the team. And that takes us on to the half-forward line. So, people will be associated this man with the current forward with Limerick, Graham McKay. Again, he was superb. He played out to field for this year, so in the county final, he was actually midfield. He got four points from play. He got seven points in last year's county final. I personally feel he should be closer towards goals. He should be in the foot-forward line, get the most effect out of him. But he was he was fantastic. He was a go-to guy for Connacht all year. Mr. Reliability popped up two or three points. A game and he, he did, did, that, did that again in the county final with four points he couldn't help the end result but he played his heart Graham McKay that's, that's it uh, centre half forward centre half forward again so like the goalie I had to put this all in because from your love for Kildare Palace Henry all year so Kyle Hayes <laughs> so he was again he was the, he's like Barry Nash with Salt Liberties he's their go-to guy he's their county guy he's the fella they all look up to and invariably he produces it and particularly in the group stages when they had to get the last match of group stages to win in, in Bruff Kyle got 10 points in play from centre forward that is absolutely outrageous scoring you could not believe that's right or over stuff and for that reason alone he gets my vote centre forward and that brings us on to the right half forward so right half forward I actually had him omitted I forgot to put him in the team until I look, look back over right half forward was Peter Casey like no explanation needed this man while he mightn't be the fastest in a sprint he is just so evasive and he's Deadly accurate. I, I love to see him get the ball with him because invariably I'm clapping before he strikes the ball because he is consistently accurate and seven points from county final. That's an immense return. He didn't get man the match, but he did all the hurling and he's the he's the Pierce's go to guy and he gets half forward for me. And of course, like you know, that that centre that uh, half forward line as well, you know, they're 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 so 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 skillful, such skillful players. They're they're capable of getting scores for you from anywhere around the pitch. You know, from even a, even a hundred yards out. That's the that's what they bring to the team. Yeah, that's the, that's the new new age of hurling. Like so, 40, 50 yards is tap over the bar. 80, 90, 100 yards don't be surprised if people are popping over there. That's the way the game's going to get so strong, and so accurate, and they're fearless when when taking shots. If they see the shots on, they go for it. Invariably, they'll have a 80 to 90 percent success rate, and that's all you want. And that brings us to the, the final uh, the final line on the team. The left, so, yeah, corner, left, back, or left, left corner forward. Left, left corner forward is the last fella from Kamalik on the team, Shane O'Brien. He's first year playing senior hurling. He was he shouldn't be the go-to fella for a senior team, but he was the go-to fella for Kamalik this year. 
because he's just extremely dominant there. I was saying about my case being superb all year. The only bit of trouble he had all year, my case he had, was when he was marking Shane O'Brien in the second round. He never knew what he was like, and Shane O'Brien caused him untold trouble. He is young, he's eager, he's enthusiastic, he's, he backs himself, he's that self-belief that comes at youth, and he's going to be, he's going to be a hurler for the, for the future, for Limerick, hopefully. So I imagine he's going to be calling the senior team, but he's got performance for a first this year, for his first year playing senior hurling was, was superb, and he should, something he should be proud of. And plus, he's fought it after getting the, a job with Clare this year, that strength and condition coach, Adrian. That's it, and, that's, and that takes us on to the full forward. So, again, another county panelist, Conor Boylan, gets this. He's, he was immense. He's physically strong. He knows what to do with the ball. He does the right thing. And the most impressive thing I like about Conor Boylan is not only does he get scores, more importantly, he creates scores and he stops the opposition coming out easy. He, he'll win ball that should be cleared. He did in county final. Polly Bryan's come out with a ball, should have been cleared. He got, he got a hurley in out of nowhere and he got a score of it. And that's, that's invaluable. As much as scoring is his creating scores and he does that and he's worthy of his place. And of course, that takes us on then to the, the left cornerback, the, the right cornerback, I should say. Right corner forward. So, the fellow right oh, corner forward is man in the match in the county final, Adrian Breen. He's been one of the most consistent players in the county championship for the last number of years with the Pearson. It helps when your team is dominant more over other teams, but when he gets his chance, he takes the score. And he's a team about the corner forward that I like. He gets the ball, there's like half a sniff of a goal chance. He'll, he'll try to get it. If he doesn't get it, that's all in good. He'll take his first and foremost, he's thinking goal. And, and he'll be a right turn the, the side for a better gun and coming back on Sunday. Adrian Green. <laughs> that's it. And, um, but the, so that's your, your team, of the mo- team of the year for uh, the Limerick. And of course, like it's too early. They, the Munster Championship hasn't finished yet. So we, it's, you, you can't really comment on your best Munster 15 yet because uh, it hasn't fully played out. So we'll, we'll leave that for another Yeah. Another, yeah. Another, Weeks, uh, you, you you did great to to, uh, to to put together that team. Well done, and it's much appreciated by myself and uh, Noel. And Noel, Noel was at the signing last week of Paddy Maher's book, uh, the book signing, and he said it was, it was a very good night. There was a lot a lot of players at it and that, and he he, he enjoyed it. So uh, that's uh, that's a nice thing for him. And uh, of course, it's nice to see him uh, being part of the being, being a selector on the on the Tipperary Senior Hurling panel as well. Yeah, it's great to have him get straight back involved. So he's the the divide between former players and then current players. He'll he'll be that link between them. So he'll have those coaches up to modern thinking, not that they're not already. And then he'll also know the players, and they'll be able to talk to him if they've any issues. Be, they wouldn't feel comfortable talking to Liam about. They can talk to Paddy, and Paddy just pass that message on. He'll be a great link. That's it, and that takes us on to the month to the, the Harlan Club Championship results and fixtures. And I suppose we'll kick off. We've always seen your county final, and uh, St. Thomas, is, as uh, we were saying all year, will probably come out and uh, came out on top against Lockray in the Galway Senior Hurling Championship. Yeah, so again, I've been lauding St. Thomas from a long way out. They're the dominant team at the moment. They're very like Bally Hale in Galway and Bally Gunner in, in Waterford. They just they have a group of players that know how to win and know how to get done, and they'll win. they'll win by 10, 15 points, or they'll win by two or three points. They just know how to do it every way, and they're consistent and in. Themselves, and if it is that he'll in a semi final, it's going to be a good game, is That's it. And uh, moving moving on to uh, the the um, the Leicester Senior Championship, and there was a bit of a championship, wasn't there? Kelly Champions, or wasn't it? Yeah, I missed that. Sorry, Eden. There was uh, there was also well, I think it was it could have been intermediate, but uh, didn't uh, Castle down the oh, beat Champions? Yeah, the beat Dan yeah. A big that's, shot. A, that, 
that's a that's a that's a big shock. I think that was intermediate or uh, junior. So, um, but yeah, so Shin Rona Bosley getting beaten as well as a shock as well by the East County champions. Yeah, that's it. There's a, but the, but sometimes the hurling needs that in certain provinces and maybe especially especially in uh, in Leinster and uh, in Munster as well. So I suppose overall, what are your thoughts on the the championship, the results and fixtures in um, in the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship? Yeah, so we can talk all day about fixtures and results, but a, a game with Leinster is, is looking quite ominous, and it looks like Ballyhale to coming out Leinster, I think. Yeah, that's it. It's better to to kind of keep it straightforward, and it's, it's getting to the advanced stage there anyway. And then in, in Munster, um, it's looking very interesting as well. It is, of course. So you've the Bars and Bellier this weekend. Their strength and condition coach and hurling coaches, as again Shane O'Brien's father, Adrian O'Brien from Camalock. So he's involved in both those teams, and he's not taking <laughs> this weekend because he'd have a clear conflict of interest there. So of that, the Bars hurled quite well during the. Cork Championship there's a long layoff I just fancy Bellier have been here in Munster or more recently and they have definitely more experience of the Munster stage at this day and age albeit the, the bar's long and storied history with Munster they haven't been in Munster for a while so I'm not too sure they will perform to how they sh- could and then the other semi-final anyone's called Belly Gunner and the Pearcy um, Belly Gunner clear favourites All-Ireland champions Munster champions nine in a row county champions but the Pearcy have won seven county champions in the last ten years they've won three Munsters they've won one Ireland they are a team as well but just because Belly Gunner are on people's minds for more recently, the Pierce are just gone are just gone for a year. They they are the farm team as well. So if I was the a gun put to my head, who would I pick? My hat says in the Pierce, and I think my head says in the Pierce too. That's it. But I suppose really when you when you look at it, um, when you look at Belly Gunner, and I think the reason a lot of people probably would probably pick Belly Gunner is in every match, in most of the matches, even like you know the county final, and since they came out uh, out into playing in Munster, they've had all you know they've won all their games or most of their games very convincingly. Yeah, so the, the way the heart, the style, the heart is lovely. It's all crisp and sharp, and every ball is a hand. It doesn't break down. There's no ball along the ground. There's no pass that's fifty-fifty. Every ball is given to the better betterment of their own players in the exact way. Like so, every ball they hit is a pass unless they're going for a score. And when they get the chance, a half a sniff of goal, they go for it. But equally, that is. You could say it's the exact same thing about Nipirchik. They're the exact same. Uh, and the one thing that might come into Nipirchik's favour is that they're going to physically strong. They haven't met a team like Nipirchik. Nipirchik are ferocious in the tackle, just as ferocious. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how the ref views the tackle because tackle area on Sunday will be massive and whoever comes out winning that tackle count will win. And that's it. And uh, just a look at uh, as um, Hurling and Ulster as well. Yeah, again, so like the Championship again, it's, you're looking back down to the Antrim champions and then you're looking at Shock Neil. Uh, again, Shock Neil are the Ulster version of the Piercing, Valley Hale and the Piercing. They have all the most recent hit, history. They've won, I think it's 10 county championships in a row. So they will be gunning for Ulster and they'll be looking at the All-Ireland Series as well. So I, I'll be looking for Shock Neil to come out of Ulster. That's it. And moving on to uh, another, uh, kind of a less pleasant thing, and uh, the 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 fracas in the stand of in um, I suppose the the Parnell Park where uh, the, yeah there was a fracas in the stand in the Leinster Intermediate Club Hurling Championship. Uh, not a nice thing that you want to see in Hurling, and really you kind of think that maybe you know Leinster. You know, the, or the GA need to stamp this out and uh, maybe introduce fines or 
you know, maybe ban ban. Well, I suppose it was uh, <laughs> it was uh, some fans in the stand, but then players were involved as well on the pitch. So it was, uh, but it's something that needs to be stamped out badly, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that goes without saying. Like, there's no place for NGA. We all pride ourselves in GA being tough, honest game. We'll be hurling our football, and you want physical confrontation, you want physical tackle, but you have to know where the line is and what's acceptable, not acceptable. So, I, if this happened on the streets, there'd be people up in court getting fines. Possibly, you wouldn't even dare say jail fines, but definitely a, a big fine, a big payout for a compensation. That can't happen. And uh, whatever would have happened in the field, that is somewhat. Not justified, but you can you can understand how it happens. They're all young adults, young males, full of energy levels, testosterone, wanting to win. You can see it happening, and you can understand that fine gets sent send someone off, and that's okay. But when the crowd gets involved, that's just that's just a no. That cannot happen. No way can spectators get yeah. involved in something that happened on the field. Yeah, because I mean, um, you know, it's it just. You know, if that was me, like you know, when I'm watching a game, when that occurs anymore, you just feel like just turning and changing over to another channel. Or if you're at at the game, at a game, just leaving because it's not it's not what you go to a game to for see that, or it's not what you turn on the TV to watch. Uh, you turn on you're turning on to watch a, a GM a Gaelic football match or a hurling match. But look at, um, you know, you like to think that maybe the GM will do 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 something like that, but. You know, it's it's one of those things that needs to be looked at. <clears throat> and I suppose um, a new development in Connacht is the the Connacht Junior, the the Connacht, the Connacht Hurling League, which consists of Roscommon, Sligo, Mayo, Leitrim, Longford, New York, and the Galway Development Team. Um, you know, it, it's a good development, I suppose, and it, it'll make uh, those teams better in it. I suppose the only kind of thing that will be kind of questionable, even though it's, it'll be good for New York, hurling in New York and in the States, it's the logistics of getting to and from, you know, from, from New York to Ireland, or if, if, if any of those teams have to travel over to New York, it's uh, logistically, it, it's going to be very hard, it's going to be very expensive, but, um, you know, it's great for promotion for Ireland in New York, but what are your ta- what are your thoughts on the Connacht League overall? Yeah, in theory, it's a great in theory, so you're getting those teams, <clears throat> a lot of matches against each other, at a similar standard, getting more hurling than they would normally, and it's a great idea, and inclusion in New York is fantastic, I just, if I was in Connacht, I'd be hoping to draw New York away, to be honest, to get a free, a free holiday. But yeah. again, logistically, that's going to be it's going to be a challenge for both New York and the GA traveling over there because that's fine. Teams go over there, there's a huge burden, fine. But getting New York team back here, then a lot, some of them mightn't have visa. There we say they're they're illegally, so they mightn't be keen to travel back to Ireland because they might be back up to New York to their job. So it's just something to needs a bit of work. I know the top process behind it is quite good, and hopefully it'll work out. So it'll be interesting to see how it does turn out. Yeah, because I suppose well, I suppose in the football in the kind of football championship, New York are in that. Um, but the teams usually go over to whoever they're playing usually goes over to New York, so that saves them on that. But um, you know, I suppose you couldn't expect all the teams to go over to New York the whole time. But it will be it will be a nice little holiday, like you said. It'll be kind of like you know when I was with the Gloucestershire team in England, uh, we got to the All Ireland semi final, and we were hoping that we'd be playing Dublin. Uh, you know, in Ireland, and I said, oh, "Do you need a trip back home? Would be nice." But uh, yeah, yeah. No, no such luck. It was actually, it was actually, in Car- it was actually in Cardiff. But sure, look at um, an All Ireland semi-finals, an All Ireland semi-final, and you don't mind where it's been played. But it would 
been nice if it was if it was uh, if it was back in Ireland. But uh, that takes us on to uh, the final item, and that's uh, the underdogs versus Waterford. I suppose this is uh, Davy Fitzgerald's first outing with the with this Waterford team. Um, not there, not it wouldn't be his first choice team. It's a bit too early um, in the year for that. This is just kind of testing out the like a trial match, I suppose, for Waterford. But um, I suppose. Given you know, looking at the match overall, do you think that maybe the scoreline reflected uh, how well, how good um, the underdogs were? And I, I was particularly impressed with the goalkeeper. He made some some very good saves as well. Mm, yeah, so we would have played the underdogs. I think it was their first match. The defence force we played them a month or two months ago, and they were impressed me at that stage because I was expecting a good match for them in the first half, and then for them to die off because they're just a team being brought together from all parts of the country. They wouldn't know each other. They wouldn't have that much of a team bond but they were they're hasslemen they're hassling they're fighting they're hurling their great, great intelligence on the ball it was quite impressive so they, I thought uh, in the county team like Limerick or Kilkenny might have been a step too far and equally Water might have been a step too far but again I, David Fitz just used his he, the, the game build up his panel to see where lads lads that have been knocking on the door for panel for the last number of years give them their chance to play a high quality match and show what they're worth and it was definitely beneficial for Waterford for sure that's it, and uh, you know it, it. was great to see how far, I suppose, and you know you haven't haven't played them as well. That you know, seeing how far the the underdogs came from when they met up originally to to this game against Waterford, it's uh, the the underdogs, the players on the underdogs team can be very proud of themselves. Exactly, and they made great TV too. And I like the two lads we're talking about as well. It's an embarrassment of mine that it's my native language. And I'm not as fluent as I'd like to be, but it's great to see that as well. I, I hope that one or two lads might get a call up. Like Kieran Donny did for the footballers and get get a, a run with the in the county team, but that that's the goal. So it'd, it'd be nice to see that. Well, they'd be, they'd be certainly worth a look at anyway. Just even training with the panel, they'd, uh, you know, a county panel, and then given the the odd game maybe during the national league would be a great thing. Look, I'm not saying how managers should do it. I'm just saying well, it'd be a nice way. It'd be a nice way to develop players like that, especially when they've been seen on the national stage and on TV. You know, it would be a good way for managers to have a look and say, "Genie, this player." or that player did, did well we might call him into the county panel you know so that's yeah. going to be interesting for the future for the future of Harland and uh, you know I think it, like you said it did well for the, the football uh, you know when they had the football and, thing, and then the ladies football and then now with the Harland it's, it's, it's a, certainly is a very interesting uh, a very interesting programme and uh, that's it that's it for this season I suppose of us and we look forward to it again next season so listen thanks very much Andrew for taking the time out to do Hurling Wants to Score for us and we look forward to doing it again next week. Thanks, many Ned. No problem. Thanks very much. And that was Andrew Shocknessy, former Limerick senior hurler. Hello, and you're very welcome back to Friday Sport with myself, Aidan Rafferty, and the show is always kindly sponsored by. Uh, by Best Drive here in Roscommon Town. Unfortunately, we've come to the end of the show. We hope you enjoyed everything that we had on the show today. And that was a, a very inspiring second part to the interview with Tom Ward. I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, it was very nice of him to dedicate uh, that um, <clears throat> the um, the Dublin City Marathon that he ran uh, a couple of weeks ago to dedicate it to John Tobin and also to... Uh, to Archie and of course Isaac who who ran it, who did it this week this this year as well so well done to Tom well done to John Tobin who inspired him and also join our boys as also that inspired him and of course um Isaac uh, Isaac who ran it this year and also in memory 
of Archie. So listen, we've come to the end of the show. We hope you enjoyed us. Uh, if uh, we hope you enjoy the rugby match next week in, uh, or tomorrow uh, against uh, against Australia, and of course, again, of course, the uh, the match, um, the the World Cup starting on Sunday. So plenty of sport over the weekend, and of course the GA as well. And of course, not forgetting Strokestown who are playing in the um, in the Connacht Club semi-final against uh, Moy Cullen so we'd like to wish uh, we'd like to wish Stroke Sound all the best in that and that game is going is being played in uh, is being played in Tune Stadium so all the best of luck to Stroke Sound there so thanks very much for tuning in and until next weekend until next week